You're listening to Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. Enjoy. Good morning. God bless you, saints of God. I am so excited for another episode of Destined Women Ministries, the podcast. I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you so much for loving me. I thank you, Jesus, for my siblings in Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would speak to them whatever it is you know they need to hear. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for what you're going to teach us. We thank you because we know it is right on time. Holy Spirit, you are awesome. You are amazing. And we just welcome you. We invite you to do whatever you want to do, to say whatever you want to say, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Speak to us by your spirit in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We love you. We thank you. And I thank you, Lord, for the impartation that you are giving to your children as they listen to this broadcast. You are an awesome God. It's in your name that we pray, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what I heard from the Lord, that there's going to be impartation taking place. Hallelujah. As this word is going forth. So if any of you needed understanding about prayer, if any of you are in a place where if there's something that you want, there's something that you feel the enemy has taken from you, there's something that you need to change, some type of breakthrough, something needs to break, some type of warfare, whatever it is, this broadcast will give you the impartation that you need to move forward in praying effectively. So we're going to learn a couple of things moving forward. One thing we're going to learn is why we pray. Okay. We need to come into this level of maturity where we understand that prayer, yes, is absolutely communication with the Lord. It is the highest quality top tier communication that any human being can engage in. So we we know why we pray, but I want to go in depth into why we pray and how prayer is literally changing the course of history. Woo, wait, wait, because I'm gonna get too excited because we're not even talking about why we pray today. But when a Christian links with the spirit of the living God and begins to send petitions into the realm of the spirit and begins to break up follow ground in this earth realm by making decrees with their mouth. You don't understand things that were not supposed to go your way begin to go your way. Things that had been uh, declared against you are overturned and reversed when we pray. So this is why we pray. Okay, we're going to get into that. We're going to go in depth into why we pray. However, first, we need to know how to pray. We need to know the mind and the spirit and the objective when we're when we're coming to God. How do we do this? How do we pray? So that's what we're going to learn today. Um how to pray. I'm so excited about it. Prayer is so powerful. The enemy absolutely hates us having a strong prayer life and it is because when we pray appropriately and, and when we pray with understanding, we get some amazing results and we may not see them immediately, but Lord knows those prayers has gone forth and has sent off 
uh, bullet holes and ricochets into whatever type of organization and structure the enemy has construed in the realm of the spirit and stuff starts to crumble and tear down. Stuff starts to bleed out and it may not die immediately, but Lord knows it's dying. So we want to know how to pray. I'm so excited about this. The Lord gave me five points on how we pray as Christians. Amen. We are his children and we are going to have effective prayer lives in the name of Jesus. So I know a lot of us have heard about um, prayer and we engage in it. And I feel like because we pray so much and we pray every day or we know we're supposed to do it, we see it done when we go to church and things like that. Sometimes we just take prayer for granted and we don't necessarily always associate it with a powerful weapon. Okay, let me tell you all, um, sometimes there you will encounter things. Okay, sometimes you will encounter things, uh, situations or whatever that will cause you to enter into a different level of prayer. Sometimes you will encounter a battle that is so severe that the way you used to pray just won't do. And you're going to need to be more strategic than the enemy when he's attacking you when you pray. Let me just, maybe I can reword that. When you pray, your strategy has to be deeper than the enemy's strategy to attack you. Do you understand? You need to go into prayer knowing how to do it. And so I pray that today you learn how to pray. So there are five points, as I previously mentioned, on how to pray. The first point is in Christ. I'm going to get my own self excited right now. Okay. But we have to pray in Christ. And so today I'm going to be reading from two different versions. It's going to be the Berean study Bible. And I access that Bible version through biblehub.com or the Bible hub app, either one. It's the Berean study Bible. Okay. And so let's, let's turn with me to John 15 and we're going to start at verse five. Okay. So remember point one, how to pray. You have to pray in Christ. You have to be in Christ. Okay. And what does that mean? You are abiding in him through your submission and yielding to his word and his perfect will for your life. Amen. You are a, a lover of the word and you're not only a hearer of the word, you're also a doer. This is abiding in Christ. And that speaks to your obedience to the things that he wants you to do as an individual, as well as whatever his word dictates. Amen. Amen. Okay. Are we there? John 15, five and eight, whatever Bible version you have, I'm going to read the Berean study Bible because I just feel like for these scriptures in this particular lesson, that this version is really uh, speaking to the, the true meaning of what I'm trying to extract out of these scriptures, okay? All right, I am the vine. Y'all, I feel very happy in the Holy Spirit right now. So if I get to uh, speaking in tongues or hollering or whatever, like just pardon me, y'all get to praising the Lord too, okay? Because Whatever it is that you are praying for, God is going to do it. Y'all have to understand God is faithful. People may not be faithful. 
Some of our husbands may not be faithful sometimes. And I'm not just talking about as far as infidelity. Maybe they don't always keep their word. So sometimes when it comes to the love of God and our relationship with God, we project onto him what we know from man. Well, God, yeah, he's the bridegroom and yeah, he's the father. But I've seen these these types in my life. I've seen them disappoint before. But God is not like your earthly spouse. He's not like your earthly father. Hallelujah. God is perfect in all of his ways. He comes through every single time and we thank him. Hallelujah. He may not come through the way you think he should. Hallelujah. But you're not sovereign. Hallelujah. You don't know everything. You're not omniscient. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We just have to worship the Lord and thank him because whatever it is, it's already done and it's already done perfectly. Amen. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Woo. Okay. Let me just relax a little bit. So for a different reason, I have been studying, um, the, the grapevine and I'll, I'll tell you the vine itself that Jesus compares himself to is always upright. It is always upright. It, it can't be moved. It does not lean. This particular part of the, the structure of a grapevine, right, is always upright. It is deeply and firmly rooted, and it is always upright. And then he says, and you are the branches. So we are growing um, from our connection to Jesus Christ. Remember, we're still talking about prayer. The one who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Why? Because you are connected to the vine who is deeply rooted. Hallelujah. So if you remain in him, if you remain connected, then you are going to bear much fruit because apart from him, you can do nothing. Jesus is completely your life source. Okay. He is your everything. Jesus is your next breath. He is the author and finisher of your faith. Now, what it's, 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 it's to the point where there's nothing that we can do outside of Christ. I mean, I'm just mimicking what he's already told us, but think about this in the context of praying. If everything that we're doing has to be connected to this vine, who is Jesus, even our prayers, we have to be so connected to him. In other words, that we are praying according to the will of the vine and not our own will. And this is why scripture says, you know, you ask, but you don't receive because you're asking so that you can consume it among your own lust. Now, God, it may not even be that he doesn't want you to have the thing. He just doesn't want you to have it and destroy yourself. So he will take you through some processing before he brings that prayer request back around and allows you to receive it. But apart from him, you can do nothing. It's in Christ that you have to pray. So if you want to know how to pray, the first, the first way is in Christ. Okay. 
That is the first way. If you want to know how to pray, you have to be in Christ. A lot of us are praying according to our own will, and we are not getting the response that we want. We're not getting the response that we need. We're not getting the response that we've hoped for. And it's not because God does not hear you, but it's because he's not going to allow you to destroy or negatively alter your destiny by answering prayers that don't align with his perfect will for your life. Okay. And you say, well, how do I find out? How do I find out God's perfect will for my life? You have to be in Christ. And that is the location and the position that you pray from. Amen. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are gathered up, thrown into the fire and burned. Okay. So he's saying, listen, if you try to disconnect yourself from me, if you try to go your own way in life, if you think your way is better, if you don't want to abide in me, if you don't want to live a life yielded to my way for you and my word for you, glory to God, you will be eventually destroyed. Okay. So when we are praying, we're not praying from a place of destruction where we're doing what we want to do, living how we want to live, acting how we want to act, ignoring God's desire for us and doing our own thing. That's not where we're praying from. Okay. That's not how to pray. You pray in Christ. You pray connected to the vine. You pray in agreement with him. Even if you don't like the process, come on. Sometimes we don't like the process. As a matter of fact, the processing and the refining is usually not that pleasant. Have you ever seen gold being refined? Oh, honey. Oh, that's a process right there. But the end result is so glorious. Have y'all ever seen that? You know what? Let me make a note to myself. I'm going to send out a newsletter and I am going to put the gold refining process in it so you all can see. And this is this is literally what we are. The Bible says that the trying of our faith is um, more precious than gold. That is more precious than gold. So we go through this trying, this refining, this processing, and it is to refine and to purify and to perfect our faith, hallelujah, and our walk with the Lord. Glory to God. So we don't always like the processing, but the end result is always so glorious. God is so perfect. And let me tell you something. The refining process for gold looks like it's tedious. There's a bunch of steps. Honestly, even some of it looks redundant, like it has to go through the same thing multiple times. Am I speaking to anyone's life right here where you have to go through the same thing over and over, but you notice that every time you go through that thing, a little something extra is extracted from you. Glory to God. That is what gold goes through. That's We are more precious than gold, okay? Far more precious than gold. So listen to this. If you remain in me, let me interject, even through the processing, even through the redundancy, even through the times that you don't understand, even through the process that you don't like. Okay. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My God. Can I say that again, just in case we didn't know where Jesus was going with that? If you remain in me, after we're learning all of this, the importance of being in Christ and praying from that place. When we learn how to pray, you pray in Christ. Listen, why? Because if you remain in Jesus and the words of Jesus Christ remain in you, remember, you have to be living a life yielded 
to his word and not just um, exterior, interior, on the inside. Hallelujah. Your inner man, your heart, your mind, your soul living in complete subjection as a complete a complete uh, uh, person to Jesus Christ. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, he's speaking to you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, it can't get much clearer. So the first thing we need to understand is, okay, I want to have an effective prayer life. I want to be a sharpshooter in the realm of the spirit. Let me check my life and see if I'm actually living in the will of God. Have I given up? Have I become complacent? Come on. Am I energetic about the will of God? Come on. Am I zealous or have I lost my passion? Do I not feel the need to repent for my sins anymore? Do I still want to do this? Do I want to do this God's way or do I want to do it my way? Do I love my, you know, the person that I'm dating more than I love the will of God? He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And then he tells us why. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, proving yourselves to be my disciples. So he connects the fact that we're in him, right? We're in Christ. We are remaining in him. We're yielded to him. First of all, there's no way that you can not bear fruit in that type of uh, position with the Lord, right? But he says, when you're in him, you are asking things that are according to the will of God. You are asking things that are a part of God's heart for your life. And in that, you will bear much fruit. Why? Because you are praying in direct agreement with heaven for your life. Hallelujah. And this is how you bring God God, um, glory. Excuse me. This is to the glory of the father. So God says, I want you in me. I want you abiding in Christ because it's from that place that you and I can connect and you can send up the instance of a fruitful and strategic prayer life. And I can answer in agreement Hallelujah. Why? Because you're connected to the true vine. So of course, you know what my will is. Of course, you know what it is that I desire for you because you live for me. You live in submission to me. You live in obedience to me. You listen to my word. You read my word. You study my word. You love me. You have a relationship with me. So whatever you ask for, I'm going to give it to you because this is an agreement between us. Hallelujah. So in doing this, y'all, you bear much fruit. Your prayer life bears much fruit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So if we're going to pray, we are praying in Christ. Amen. Y'all turn with me to first John, the fifth chapter. Turn with me to first John, the fifth chapter, the fifth and final chapter of that um, uh, book or the uh, the letter. And uh, I'm still reading the Berean Study Bible, which is accessible through BibleHub.com or the BibleHub app. So this is 1 John, the fifth chapter. And I'm going to be reading verses 14 
through 15, okay? Remember, we're still talking about praying in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm excited. So I'm going to try to calm down, keep my mouth together. <laughs> All right, let's do this. And this is the confidence that we have before him. <sighs> Lord Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. And this is the confidence that we have before him. So we don't have shame before God when we go to him in prayer. Do we understand this? Now, I'm not saying that we don't go through times of distress and times of desperation where we go to God. But you, when you go to God, please, you can go to him and have confidence when you are before him. God wants us to be confident when we approach him. Now, we don't necessarily have to be confident in ourselves as humans because we mess up. But we have to go confident in God that you know what? He loves me. His word is true. If I have sinned, I have an advocate with the father. I don't have to go to him with shame. Jesus already bore my shame. I can go to him with confidence. And we say that Jesus bore our shame according to Isaiah 53. We can go to God with confidence. And this is the confidence that we have before him. Listen, you have to have confidence when you go before God in prayer. How are you going to be in Christ, but not confident in Christ? That doesn't make any sense. If you're in him, this is why the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because if you're going to come to him, you have to know that he is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You just have to know. And you have to know by faith. So listen to this. This is the confidence we have before God. We can have this confidence. And this is for each and every person who feels like God is not going to answer. God is moving slow. God is upset. God ain't going to come through. Listen to this. This is the confidence that we have before him. If we ask, ask, there we go, anything according to his will, he hears us. Wait, what have we been talking about? Being in Christ, abiding in Christ. Ha, glory. Let me just, y'all, because let I know it's just not me because I'm teaching this. So I know it has to be you too that has been praying about something. You need to be excited right about now. I'm excited. I'm not just, I'm excited for you. But if I can't have confidence in my situation, if I can't have confidence in myself, if I can't have confidence about the people I'm praying about, I can have confidence in God, the one I'm praying to about all of it. So if you can't have confidence in your bank account, you can't have confidence in the way your children are going to act. You can't have confidence in the way your spouse is going to act or the way a particular situation is going to go. You can't have confidence in God. And you know that in that confidence, this is what's um, entangled in that confidence. Whatever you ask according to the will of God, he will hear you. This is why we have to be in Christ. You have to be sensitive to his will. Can I tell y'all something? Sometimes we don't even like God's will for our life. You want to talk about submission and obedience? Try finding out that the very thing you don't want to pray for is the very thing God says you have to pray for. Come on here. In Christ. Doesn't matter what you want. In Christ. This is the confidence that we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 
God will hear you. You have to be praying according to his will. You find out what his will is when you're in him. When you live in submission to his word and you do this thing, not just so that you can get an answer to a prayer, but from your heart, you're doing what he's asking. You are doing what he requires of you. He hears you. You can already have that confidence. This is the confidence that we have before Jesus. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, listen to this, y'all. This is why I use the Berean study Bible because of the way they broke this down. We know that we already possess what we have asked of him. I'm dropping the mic. I'm about to take off running. Like, don't do it. Don't start. Don't start this morning. I feel like y'all, y'all are starting with me and y'all want to set me off in the realm of the spirit. I'm going to say verse 15 again. Come on. Y'all not getting happy about this. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't even understand that some of y'all prayers, like y'all get answers and don't even be excited. You don't even know the severity of how God shifted things in the realm of the spirit for you. Jesus, listen to this. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, listen, this is why you have to pray in Christ. It all goes back to what you asking things according to his will. How do you know what his will is? Because you're in him. Okay. And when you start asking things according to his will, you know, he hears you. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we're asking, we know that we already possess what we have asked of him. Whatever that thing you're praying about is, you already have it. If I could drop the mic right now, like if I could drop it, I can't. But if I could, I would. I need to drop something like I'm about to drop something on. I'm about to. That's it. That is it. I had to drop something. Scripture made me drop this electronic device that has these scriptures on it. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, come on, you have to be confident in that, right? We know that we already possess what we have asked of him. So let me tell you something. The things that I'm praying for tonight, the things that I've been praying for since last week, the things that I've been praying for since last month, guess what? I already have those things. <laughs> You are whatever you've been praying for. You already have those things. This is why we have to be spiritual people. We have to know, no, those things that I am beseeching heaven for and petitioning for, they're already in my hand in the realm of the spirit. What I'm not going to allow the enemy to do is come and snatch these things out. I'm going to continue to operate in faith. Hallelujah. The, the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep operating according to that law until my prayers pull my answers out of the realm of the spirit into this earth realm for me to enjoy. Hallelujah. Keep praying because you already got it. You're praying for your spouse to be saved. He already saved. That's all right. Pull them out. Hallelujah. We have that kind of power. Okay. Because the Bible says so. So I beseech you, my dear sibling in Christ, pray according to the will of God. Pray according to the will of God. Whatever God is saying to you, whatever God wants you to do, pray according to that. 
Oh my goodness. And watch more revelation open up to what the will of God is in other areas of your life that you can start praying for. And you can actually see fruit being bared according to John 15 and God can get his glory. Okay. So we also need to thank God. We need to say, God, thank you for not answering some of those prayers that I prayed in my flesh. Woo, Jesus. But God, I thank you that you have caused me to understand your will. I'm going to pray according to that. This is why when we get a word from a prophet, a real prophet, we, when we get a real prophetic word, we need to take that thing and start praying for it and start praying over it because we need that spiritual will of God that has been revealed. We need that thing to come forth without delay, without unnecessary warfare. We need to our prayers to pull that thing out of the spirit realm into this earth realm for us to enjoy. That's your promise. That's what God has sent out over your head. Don't just say, oh, okay. No, go and pray for that thing and fight for that thing. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. I feel like that was good enough. Lord Jesus, that was good to me. Just point one, Lord, like, I don't know about y'all. I'm eating this meal. Okay. But we're going to do point two. Let's move on to point two. So point one was what? How to pray in Christ. Point two, how to pray intimately and considerately. Okay. We pray intimately and considerately. Sometimes when we're in our warfare mode and we ready to start fighting and sharpshooting and knock the one by one real savage. I decree it is established type thing. Okay. When we, when we ready to start knocking these demons out of the way and stuff like that, you know, there's a place and a time for that as far as warfare prayers go. But, um, this is something that the Holy Spirit laid on me as far as, um, the points for this lesson goes, how to pray. You have to pray intimately and considerately. Even in those times of warfare, we cannot neglect the lifting of our hands, the opening of our mouth and praising our God because it's not all about what the enemy is doing. Because listen, what do we learn? We already possess what we've asked for. Amen. Amen. Now, hallelujah, it's about us praising our God and thanking him because we already got it. And we understand that praise is such a powerful weapon against the enemy in whatever satanic organization that he has going on. We already know that our praise is far more powerful than the enemy could plan for generations and generations. When you open your mouth and you start praising God, it just has to break. And we've seen it in scripture so many times where praise literally will cause walls to crumble and literally shoot arrows of confusion into the enemy's camp where they literally can't even fight um, you anymore. They just turn on each other and start fighting each other. And I, I tell y'all, pray that prayer. You say, I lose confusion into the camp of the enemy and I command them to turn on each other. Let me tell y'all something. That's a real thing. That really happens. Them demons will start fighting each other because they have to bow. They have to submit to the word of God. We have all power over them. Listen, use your power, use it effectively. But as we're warring and as we're loosing confusion into the camp of the enemy and commanding them to turn on each other and stand down when it comes to your life and your children and all that stuff, remember to pray intimately and considerately. Remember that praise will send that confusion into the camp of the enemy. When the enemy would expect you to be crying and sulking and saying, God, why? Why do I have to still be praying about this? Why do I still have to go through this? Why is this happening to my family? Why is this happening to my child? When you open up your mouth and you say, Father, you're beautiful. 
Hallelujah. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Like when you start really just, when you take it to a level of intimacy and praise, that confuses the enemy. He expected a completely different reaction out of you. He hoped for a completely different reaction out of you. He hoped that you would still sound like a baby Christian who don't know that God comes through every single time. Oh, but here you are sounding like a fighter, like a warrior. Hallelujah. Praising the Lord. When you pray, this is point two, how to pray intimately and considerately. Okay. You don't have to do it, um, robotically. So, um, I think it's clear about what I mean with intimacy. You, you pray intimately with God. God, I love you. I thank you. Even though this situation is uncomfortable for me, I thank you because it's for my good. It's all working together for my good. Everything you do is right. Intimately. I love you. You're inside of me. I'm connected to you. I'm praying from within you. I'm praying your will. I know the things that will come out of my mouth. I already have those things. I can pray with confidence. I can pray with intimacy with you. I know you, you know me. Hallelujah. You're not just a, a lamp that I'm rubbing to get my, my wishes. No, no, you're my God. You're my savior. You're the lover of my soul. You pray intimately and you pray considerately. Why did the Holy Spirit add this to it? Because we have to understand that even in warfare, when we are being intimate with the Lord and we're just loving on him, we still have to be strategic with what we're praying. We don't want to hit and miss. What is it that you want? Hallelujah. How many times did somebody come up to Jesus and um, after they, they said whatever they said to him, he says, what is it? What do you want? What can I do for you? So this is what we imagine if the person just kept praising him when he's asking that. Imagine if the person didn't know what to say in response to that. Come on. We don't want to miss it. When God opens up his hands and he says, what do you want? Because I'm about to give it to you. We need to have our response ready. Okay. So he says intimately come up to him. Yes, you're amazing. Yes, I love you. And considerately. I need you to come through for me in this area. I need you to release this promise to me. I need you to perfect me, to handle this thing that you told me is coming into my life. And God specifically said, not robotically. Okay. So you're not just coming to him like, Oh God, I need this. Oh God, my children need this. Blah, blah, blah. No, you're thoughtful about it. This is a time of intimacy. Imagine your spouse. You have the most amazing, finest, wealthiest spouse on the planet when you're in when it's just you two how are you going to talk to them asking them for the things that you want and need are you going to say hey rich wealthy spouse i need you to do this for my children that no you're going to be like baby <laughs> i saw something that i really liked now you're strategic you're about to ask specifically for what you want but you have enshrouded that thing with love and endearment and adoration. And this is why the Holy Spirit said when we talking about how to pray intimately and considerately, you are going to the bridegroom and you're going to him with confidence. Come on. If Ahasuerus looked at Esther and said, girl, what do you want? I'll give it to you up until half of the kingdom. Then what do you think Jesus is saying? I was like, if he's not a type of Christ with those words coming out of his mouth, because we're joint heirs and he's given us up to half of that kingdom with him, we will reign with him. Come on. Now, when we're going to Christ, if Ahasuerus can look at Esther and say that somebody, he ain't even see her for like a month. He busy doing other stuff. Got other women, his concubines and all that stuff. 
And when he saw her, he says, well, this is my wife. She can have up to half of everything that I have before she even asks. How do you think you're supposed to approach your God? The King of Kings, hallelujah, the Father of Spirits. How do you think you're supposed to approach him for what you want intimately and considerately? Amen. So turn with me to Psalm 141. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, y'all. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Psalm 141. Now for this scripture, I'm going to be reading the Amplified Bible. Okay. For this scripture, we are going to read the Amplified Bible. And this is on the second point of how to pray intimately and considerately. Are we there? All right, great. Psalm 141, and I'm going to read verses one through three. Amplified Bible, okay? Lord, I call upon you. Hurry to me. Listen to my voice when I call to you. My God, how intimate is that? Listen to my voice. The, the, my voice, hear my sound, this sound coming from me. When I begin to call to you, hear me, right? Listen to me. Listen to verse two. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you. Let my prayer be, be fragrance in your nostrils. Let it smell good to you, Jesus. I want the words that are coming out of my mouth to be like perfume all around your throne. Hallelujah. And he says, in the lifting up my hands as the evening offering. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Remember, we're also praying considerately. So this scripture combines both of that, right? Verse one and two is that intimacy. I'm opening my mouth to you. Listen to my voice. I'm calling upon you. Let my prayer be fragrance, incense, fragrance mixed with smoke coming up into the kingdom all around your throne. Let my the lifting up of my hands also be like a sweet savor to you and an offering to you. Receive it. That's the intimate part. And then here's the considerate part. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips to keep me from speaking thoughtlessly. Wow. I'm going to say verse three again. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips to keep me from speaking thoughtlessly. And here's where the, the considerately comes in. Okay. We have to, in this, first of all, verse three, we want to apply this to every area of our life. We're like, God, please watch my mouth. So I'm not saying anything, um, you know, thoughtless that I'm not just speaking things that have no meaning, but let's also, cause this scripture is, um, a more, uh, an evening prayer, excuse me. So he's saying, set a guard, Oh Lord, over my mouth, keep watch over the door of my lips to keep me from speaking thoughtlessly. Holy spirit. There are things that I specifically want, and I'm not going to come into the presence of God uh, just saying fruitless things, things that don't matter, things that have no purpose. I am going to come before God, loving on him with pure, with a pure heart, with intimacy, and I am going to be considerate about having God's ear and about having God's attention. And as I'm loving on him and as we're being intimate with each other, I am going to begin to ask him for what I want. 
not in a thoughtless way. I'm going to come to him knowing what I want and laying it at his feet. He's my king. Now, I want y'all to remember this is a different level of prayer and warfare. Okay. When you come to God and you're like, listen, I am sharp shooting. Show me the target. I'm hitting the middle. I'm in there. Amen. Amen. But we don't just throw our, our request at the Lord again, like he's some type of, um, you know, genie lamp or magical lamp or whatever it's called. We are spending time with him. We are letting him know that he's beautiful because we are intimate with him. We have a relationship with him. So it's not just that God is going to answer my prayers. It's that God is my everything. It's in him that I live, move, and have my being. Apart from him, I can do nothing. I am in Christ. I am praying according to his will. So God, keep watch over the door of my lips to keep me from speaking thoughtlessly when I'm in your presence, when I'm praying to you, when I'm going through this level of warfare and there are things that I specifically and strategically need you to release and do. Oh God, keep watch over the door of my lips. Set a guard, oh Lord, over my mouth. And the way this is painted, it's like your, your lips are a place of release. When a door is open, things come out. We want what comes out of our mouth to be according to the will of God. We want the things that we are releasing into the realm of the spirit to be according to the perfect will of our God. Amen. So the first thing, how to pray, we pray in Christ. The second thing, how to pray intimately and considerately. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to stop it here at about 40 minutes. Okay. It's just a little over 40 minutes. And so we have that good old meal before we get into the next few points for this lesson. I'm excited about it. I'm loving it. We are praying in Christ and we are praying intimately and we are praying considerately. Hallelujah. We are going with our points. And this is for those of you who need something. This is for those of you who are ready to operate in a different level of faith. This is for those of you who are encountering an issue that you've never encountered before. And you say, you know what? The way I used to pray is not going to get it for this next thing. Okay, maybe I can go back to that way of praying another time or for different situations. But for situations like these, we need to go to higher ground. I need to be praying from the hill of the Lord. I need to be praying up a little higher. The way I used to do it just won't cut it anymore. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you touch and anoint my siblings in Christ to have a more strategic, a stronger and a more intimate and purposeful and fruitful prayer life in you in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you because they already possess whatever it is that they're asking for. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you that you're not like man. I thank you that whatever we need, thy hand hath already provided. We love you so much and we seal these prayers. And Father, I seal their prayers with the blood of Jesus. We love you. We thank you. And it's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. All right, y'all. God bless you. Bye.